I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt. This ain't a phone. Grind never stopping. I'm keeping it cold. We are back with another episode of It Needed to Be Said in season with the main man himself, Tyreek Hill, aka the Cheetah. How you feeling, champ? Feel good, man. You know, uh, blessed, thankful for another day. So everything's looking on the up and up. We're five and one. There's only like five or six five and one teams. So it's always good to be a part of that group, man. Obviously, you know, we do this, man. We jump straight into the game recap. Talk to us about that, man. You went nuts again on the field. You had an insane celebration. Like, what's going on, man? How you like? Walk me through that game. Walk me through that touchdown. Walk me through anything with that game, man. Because it was again, it was another phenomenal game that you had. Uh, the game started out real slow. Uh, we jumped the the Panthers. Uh, they jumped out fourteen zero, and um, you know, and um, to me. I feel like we kind of needed that, you know, early on in the season, you know, um, so guys don't, you know, um, feel the need to feel rushed or feel panic or, or just feel that pressure of being down 14-0, you know. But I can feel this year being being on that sideline, being, being around the guys that, you know, everybody was prepared for that, you know, against last year, you know, guys were um, pressing too much, guys were, you know, attacking each other, attacking the coaches and stuff like that. But this year is kind of different. Feel me? Um, we're so prepared, you know, because the way that we prepare during the week is, is special. So we jump down 14-0, um, come back, and, you know, we score, obviously, and we continue to score, and we and that's the game right there. I, I don't believe they scored again. I believe the final score was – yeah, they, they, they did score again. They scored yeah, on a pick yeah. six. But besides yeah. that um, – we played together as a team, and that just shows how how special this team can really be, man. If if we don't start so late, so talk about the touchdown celebration. It wasn't planned at all. It was just kind of something that you know happened, you know, so fast that um, sometimes I don't be thinking. Um, but my mom always told me, man, like when, when you playing this game, man, you got to have fun, show your personality, and just um, just make memories. You feel me? I, I feel like I'm setting the standard, you know, for the next generation, um, for, for my family, for my kids. And that's what it's all about, you know, being being electrifying on the field and also being electrifying in the end zone when you score. That's right. And I, and I think a lot of people fail to realize, I mean, we live in a social media based um, environment these days. And at the end of the day, and you know your social media profile, you're still a content creator at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I know oh, you yeah. a strong advocate for advocate for content creators. Mm-hmm. And I just look at those moments like, hey, all right, touchdown, celebration. Hey, I, I don't know if it's in your head, but it's like, hey, content time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, as that ever crossed your mind, be like, oh, this is a perfect time for content, man, to just show people that in those moments, people may profit off of you, may be a part of this, you may be a part of that. But you still have to find those small cracks in time where you can capture your content and promote your own brand. Does that ever go through your mind? 
Uh, yeah, at times, like obviously during the week, I think about it, but you know, once, you know, it's game time, you know, my, my only mindset, you know, is to help this team win. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. I want to score each and every time I'm, um, coach calls, you know, my play or, you know, um, I have the opportunity to be number one in the, prog- in the pro- progression. You know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about, Hey, if I score here, what's, like, what am I going to do crazy? You feel me? So <laughs> am I going to jump in the stand or am I going to grab somebody's phone? So you you just right. never may know. And sometimes celebrations are, are, are uh, um, pre-planned. You feel me? So right. we got this whole thing called Celebration Friday where we um we involve the whole offensive side of the ball, you know, with the celebrations. And it's fun. Uh, you feel me? Right. Like, if, if, if we get a touchdown and you see the whole offense scoring, that means we're all having a good time. So. Right, it's hard to score right. in the NFL, man. It's hard. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt it. I think you created another moment where we'll start seeing uh, uh, football players either whether whatever level they're on, if they don't get in too much trouble celebrating, grabbing mm-hmm. phones and actually taking the fans through that flip because we see you to do the flips, but then you actually get to you know see the imagery or mm-hmm. the video of you actually turn the flip. So I think that was dope. Now let's talk about that touchdown. Was this a moment in coverage where you seen it? And like you said before, you automatically start licking your start licking your paws. Hey, this barbecue chicken. What happened with that coverage? And I, I know it wasn't easy, but like, what were you thinking in that moment? Like, was it over fun as soon as we, they lined them up over there during it that was, touchdown? It, it was just one of those situations that um, we had just came off for like a TV break, and you know, um, Tua coach and I were, were talking, and um, Tua was basically like, uh, "I'm going to throw the ball no matter what." Um, the only, mm-hmm. the only way I'm not throwing it is if it's cover two. So if the if the corner is outside leverage, uh, make sure you do a good job of, of just winning, you know, with, with, with fundamentals and technique. So uh, we line up and the corner, he started off and then he came and bumped. So I see I'm looking at the safety the whole time because safety tell the story. It was middle field open and, you know, um, you would think that the safety, like the, the safety looked at me. He gave me eye contact. So I'm like, okay, it's cover two. I'm not getting the ball. All I'm gonna do is just outside release, you know, and just let no let Tua know that this isn't this isn't the play right here. So as soon as the ball snapped, the safety eyes like he looked directly at Tua and he took two steps forward. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's gravy from here, man. Um <laughs> the corner was outside release. Dante Jackson, he's a real good player, by the way. Um outside release and it was just a foot race. And Dante Jackson, he's a fast guy. He runs a 4-3-2-40. And, mm. you know, I, I come to the sideline. Everybody's like, man, like that guy, he's fast. I don't, I don't know how you just ran by him. I'm like, man, it's just <laughs> it's just me just using my techniques that I've been taught, man. So what's crazy is, like, when I say that we're prepared for moments like that, like, though, like it was the same tick, it was the same leverage and the same coverage that the coaches gave us in practice. You feel me? Mm. Outside shaded leverage. And I had to beat the same coverage in practice. So I feel like like when I say that we're prepared, you know, for, you know, crunch time moments, we're prepared, man. You feel me? Like, our, like not only are we not only are we learning as players, but our coaches are also learning, too, though, because this is a young this is a young coaching staff. And th- like there there's a ton of room for everybody to grow and improve. No, absolutely. Now, you got the test down. Obviously, celebration. Um, in the past, there have been fines associated with your, your infamous peace sign. Have been fines associated <laughs> with a lot of the celebrations you do. Like, how do you 
still with that, or does that ever make you kind of hesitant on still celebrate knowing you're looking at a $10,000, $20,000 fine? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, You know what, man? I'll never be, you know, hesitant towards, you know, um, celebrating because I feel Mm -hmm. like um, like I say, scoring in the NFL is hard. Like this is always, this has always been my dream to play in the NFL. So when I score, it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm back to being a kid again. I'm back to, you know, living out my childhood dream. So I feel like, um, if, if I stop doing what, what I'm doing, then it'll be like, you know, um, I should just stop inspiring the youth because I feel like, um, the biggest reason I play this game, the biggest reason I love it so much is because, you know, when I was a kid, I was inspired by NFL players. And now I get that same opportunity and platform to inspire youth all across the world. So just be you, you know, don't don't afraid to be you like no matter what. So no matter no matter um, how much they find you, like the money's going to come. And, I, and I've always been like this, even when I was in Kansas City. Like when I jumped into the crowd and I grabbed the camera and I was turning it around, like I got fined like 50K for that. But and, and I wasn't making a lot of money then. But my mom always told me, man, the money, the money will come. You feel me? Like you just have fun, you know, be you, show your personality. The money will come. So, so far, like mama's never been wrong. There you go. So I, I don't want people to get it twisted. This is not a privilege coming from saying that the money will come with these. He's basically what I'm getting from you is enjoy yourself, man, and everything will fall into place. Just live That's your life, it. enjoy yourself, have fun, and every and all the things you want will fall in the right place, man. But this comes with passion too, though. Like I got a lot of passion in this game. I got a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this game, man. So mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. Now you had one touchdown. Could have had two. But <laughs> <laughs> but I want to take it back to something you said before is that even if Tua, I don't want to say misses a play, but decides to go to a different player, there is no strife. I mean, we all seen the play in the end zone. You're wide open. He hit, he hit J-Dub with the touchdown. Explain to fans that comment you made before that there's no running back for you to the huddle. Tua, man, I'm wide open. There's no running to the sideline. Like, Tua, open. was there a conversation that y'all had? It was just like, ah, he'll get me on the next one. Nah, I just went up to Tua and told him, I said, I guess you got Waddle on your fantasy team this week, man. <laughs> I was wide open. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kind of got to say it jokingly, though. You can't you can't go up to him and say, Tua, I was wide open. You kind of got to just go up to him and say a joke <laughs> and make right. him smile like that, man. But nah, man, um, it's 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 so much. It's, it's so much open space and so much opportunity, man, on the football field because we have so many dynamic playmakers that um, we can spread the ball around. And that's the beautiful thing about it, man. I want to see everybody eat. I want to see everybody win, man, because if I'm sitting up here, you know, hating on another man, like putting my putting my thoughts into another man, then that, that's going to hold me from my goal, you feel me, which is, what, 2000. So I'm, I'm happy. Like whenever, you, whenever somebody's happy, man, and whenever somebody, you know, happy to see somebody else succeed. I feel like that's going to like slowly go on to them and it's going to be a blessing to them. So it's all love, right. baby, always. 
Right, and they and they can also inspire them to set new goals, and mm-hmm. obviously they all got that 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 common goal of winning the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, which I think you know y'all got the scariest offense now, but you know it's just one of them things. Now you had a crazy comment about Claypool. You said this man is like a vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't for snacks. It ain't for Fritos. It ain't for none of that. It, it, Explain that a little bit more, because I know what vending machines are. We all know what vending machines are, so like, I know you had more to that comment. Yeah, I did, and uh, the uh, the reporter that asked me, he really didn't give me a chance to like clarify myself. What I really mean was like Claypool. He's a he's a very big dude, obviously. Like, and we all know that vending machines they got so many options in in, in a vending machine. You feel me? I feel like Claypool. He's one of those guys that can give you every route, like. Vending machine can give you any option. Claypool can give you any option. Big guy can run any route in the route tree. He's real fluid, real fast. He got good hands. And he's one of those guys. He came from Notre Dame. So I feel like every mm-hmm. Notre Dame guy has that work ethic, you know, in them. You feel me? He has that dog in him. So just having him on this team is going to take us to another level. Like I know a lot of people may say, oh, y'all don't need another receiver, man. But, you know, all the talent that we can get will help, man, because – we all we all know how this football thing is. We may never know, man. Somebody could go down. I could get tired. Somebody else could get tired. You know, he could step in on a big third down in the fourth quarter, make a big catch. Like who knows? Like that's how the game goes. So just having more options and more targets and more people on the field um, who can be reliable for two is always great. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Speaking of tool, there was a certain commentator who made a... um a comment about Tua not being in the MVP campaign because all he do is throw three yard passes to you, and yes. then you take it to the house. That's not MVP worthy, right? What, what you what you what you make about your favorite commentator, Stephen A. Smith? Well, I, I feel like Stephen, and I'm not gonna call him a clown. I'm not gonna call him any kind of name. But all I'm gonna say is like Stephen A. Smith, man. Like he just watched. Like I feel like he just taking words from. He, he, to me, I don't really know what to say, but if you really just watch the games and just watch how we play, like none of our routes are really like two yards. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. as a quarterback, it's, it's, the quarterback is like the hardest position in, in the league. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And for a guy to be even considered to be MVP, like that's next level. And for mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith to go out his way and just say that Tua isn't worthy of being like an MVP is like it's like crazy. It's crazy to me, mm-hmm. man. Because if you look at all of the list of the quarterbacks besides Lamar Jackson, all of the you know past MVPs, like they had guys, they had receivers, like throw mm-hmm. the ball to, like. And we know the names. I'm not gonna sit up here and name them, but like just because a guy has talent around him now and he's succeeding, like it doesn't mean that he's not worthy of being a um, a candidate. Candidate of MVP is just, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what to take it, man. Because all of my receptions last week was over thirty yards. You feel me? Either twenty five yards or thirty yards. So, what do you think about it? I don't know what games you've been watching because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, literally two yards. What, what you would 
what, what size she was? Ten, ten and a half, ten and a half. I'm a ten, ten and a half. Yeah, that's two steps, bro. Right, <laughs> that's not very far. So to say that, and I, I know he was just being, he was, he was obviously embellishing a little bit, um, yeah. or exaggerating yeah. that whole three yard situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, and I know he meant, you know, short passes. Then you take to the house, but you know, if you look at some of the MVPs in the past. That's what they excelled at, you know, short rounds, quick downs, and keep the ball movement. And they got called and considered the GOAT, you know, Tom Brady. Not saying he didn't have an arm because he did, but if you go back and you watch his film, you watch his Super Bowls, you watch his entire career, you never just see him saying, I'm a gunslinger, I'm going 40 yards every other place. I I think it's an unfair criticism of Tua. I think um, sometimes in, in, in life is just a thing to do in the moment for ratings does do i really think he believes that i honestly yeah. don't think he believes that yeah. when he goes home at the end of the day by any means i don't yeah 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 because that's what's hot now but i'm sick and tired of people bashing my quarterback man for no reason i'm sick of it i'm standing on the table and saying right now i'm sick of people bashing my quarterback man he's been doing a hell of a job this year and people need to stop giving him crap you feel me like a lot of people don't understand what my dog went through just to get here man like what he went through last year, especially, and to get to where he is now, being talked about as an MVP, that's next level, man. I, I don't know too many quarterbacks that's doing it. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what's the scariest part about that is he got injured last year, some severe injuries, some severe concussions that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people's like, oh, he shouldn't have been playing, he shouldn't have been doing this, he won't come back off of that. I don't know what they thought this guy was built from or what kind of cloth he made out of or what his upbringing is. Tua tough. Tua T is tough, and I think he's making a statement. I think, I think he has that, that edge on it. Now, I don't know if it's the tattoo, the tribal tattoo he came back with or what, <laughs> but he definitely got some edge to him. Yeah. And I and I like what he's doing, man. I like what Mike McDaniel doing. Y'all, y'all, I mean, everybody agrees, I think, that y'all got the scariest offense. You know what's oh, even yeah. crazy though? What happens when uh Ramsey comes back? What happened with Claypool Touchfield? What happened when all these other weapons y'all got? And everybody's super healthy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everybody mm-hmm. touched that field. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, man. It's mm. scary. Now, Stephen A. Smith cousin, I don't know if they were the cousins, but they both got the Smith last night. I think it's just a week of the Smith. We saw Jada Pinkett Smith. Then we got Steve Smith, Stephen A. Smith. Some up with these Smiths, man. They got to have a family reunion to get some it, it, to get a consensus of what they own. Everybody Steve wants Smith on Jerry Judy. I know you're a big proponent of players and old heads. <laughs> yes, exactly uh, not bashing the younger players and more so sitting, paving the way and mentoring them. What you make of the comments of Steve Smith saying that uh, Jerry Judy, he's a third tier. I think he said third tier receiver. It was crazy. It was crazy, man, for him to just go out his way and, like, you know, um, say that on national TV. You feel me? Um, It's just just crazy. I mean, I I know a lot of people were like, oh, that's his job to analyze, but I feel like it's a different way you can go about it. You feel me? Like, as an OG – you know, um, of our position, I feel like you could have reached out to him at least and been like, hey, man, like, um, I was there once, you know, um, I had a, I had a rough start, you know, early in my career, too, also. And anything that you need, you know, um, I'm here to help. And that was it. Click. Boom. But it didn't, though. 
And for him to just go out his way and just, you know, analyze the game like that and then, like, share the conversation that they had, him and Jerry Judah had on the side was just, come on, bro, like, you giving TV too much now, bro. Like, you pillow talking at this point, bro. Like, you can't be pillow talking, bro. Like, that's why, like, you, you can't talk to certain dudes, bro, because stuff like that, you, you can't say certain stuff, bro, because they're going to they get a TV what they want and not a whole world know. And, um... And I gotta say, this is Jerry Judy, man. Trust me, bro. Like I've been, I've been there with Steve Smith. He said the same thing about me, him and Shannon Sharp. It was like, oh, Reek can't catch. Reek, he ain't no true receiver. Reek ain't this, man. All I gotta say is, my brother, I got your back no matter what, man. I'm, I'm gonna support you. And all you gotta do is just go show him, man, who you is, dog. You feel me? Just let your, just let your, your action speak louder than your words, my boy. You feel me? Cause that's how they want us to act. Like they want us to act crazy or whatever they want us to act crazy but if we perform and they can't do nothing dog we can't because i i i shut steve smith and shannon sharp up quick shannon sharp was just on tv the other day saying oh reek the most dangerous weapon in the league i'm like oh two years ago i couldn't do this <laughs> one year ago i couldn't do this so now i'm the most dangerous weapon all of a sudden what changed yeah what changed huh Ain't nothing changed. Hey. Steve Smith the same way. What changed, my boy? <laughs> hey, these, these dudes, they funny. Like they funny. Like that's why they on TV. That's why they belong on TV because they funny. Like they they some real entertainers and they the OGs. But I ain't gonna say nothing crazy about them. But do you think this plays? Until I know we had a conversation before. I think we had a uh, conversation with Beast Mode about company men. Do you oh. think this is? one of those situations where like you said they have a private conversation and then now you make it public do you think it's one of those company man situations nah you can't compare beast mode with them dudes no 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 i'm saying what he described what (laughs) what y'all described as a company man you know all about them 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 and the bigger not even the bigger picture but just making sure they got job security so they'll just kind of you know spill secrets out and throw other people under the bus and yeah you think that's one of those situations you know what man i'm not in that world so i, I really don't want to give uh a definite answer but i, I mm-hmm. would say like you're probably you probably spot on man because i feel like it's all about you know ratings and like who's mm-hmm. watching and and how many numbers that you can get it's it's this it's basically like anything else in in um in um entertainment you feel me so you're definitely spot on man Cause what, Judy? What he's what at most? What twenty two? Nah, Judy about, years old. He about twenty four, twenty four, twenty five. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas. But even that, a kid, you remember the basketball coach who was yelling at the commentators, I'm a man, that's a kid, I'm 40. Oh, yeah. You know, do you think some of those commentators give, and I call them kids because I'm older, a lot of unfair criticism to players? Yeah, man, I I think they do. I I really think they do, man, Uh, um, because a lot of people don't understand, like, this crazy life that we live and how hard it is to be just an athlete. I'm not just going to say football player as an athlete, bro. Like, this is tough. 
especially like like I know a lot of people may say, oh, you you've been doing this your whole life or you may catch a pass your whole life or you, you can you've been running around your whole life. It's easy. You got a lot of money. No, it's not easy, bro. Like we deal with family problems. Like we're dealing with a lot of stuff. You feel me? So and then like we got to go out and then perform in front of a lot of people. And, and you can't mess up. You can't mess up because once you mess up, they're going to scrutinize you and it's over. <laughs> so there's that. Speaking of kids, Mr. Caleb Williams, I'm sure you saw the the, the, the comment that's uh, blazing all over social media platforms right now. Yeah. Where he said, whoever drafts him, he wants a piece of the franchise. That's next level, though. <laughs> that's next level, though. <laughs> what, you, what you think of that? Do you think that's do you think that's far-fetched for an NFL or soon-to-be NFL player or a current NFL player to want? Nah, man. I think I think he's trying to change the game. You got to think about it. He won the Heisman last year. He got a chance to win the Heisman this year. I, I can't name a two-time Heisman winner. I can't. Right. I can't. Right. You feel me? So him being able to change the game and him being able to set his own wave and set the standard, you know, for the next generation of quarterbacks to come through, it's going to be next level, though. Now, will it happen with the way the NFL is? We already know that answer, but he going if he, if it, I, I want it to happen, though. I want to see it happen, man, especially for Caleb, man. I know Caleb got a personal relationship. Um, when they watched him, when they played USC, he a dog. He a dog. So for him to be able to come out like that vocally and um, speak up for what he want, I like it, baby. I like it. Shoot your shot, baby. You know why I like it? It shows confidence. It shows mm-hmm. that he believes in what he's bringing to any franchise. Come on, you know man. what I mean? He's not selling himself short. He's telling you firsthand, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to bring to the extent that I deserve mm-hmm. a piece of the ownership because I know what I bring to the table. I know what my plan and I know what my work ethic look like. I right. think it's like you said, like it's you shoot your shot. You know, if you, you, you don't take that shot, you can't make it. It's an automatic no if you don't ask. That's it. So that's it. I'm man. with you on that. Shout out to him, man. Shout, shout out, out to Caleb to, Williams. Shout out to that man. boy Caleb Williams, man. Now y'all got them Eagles coming up. You see Gilly, you see everybody fly, Eagles fly. Will they fly when they play the Dolphins? So you got you got you got two five and one teams. It's gonna be a primetime game. It's gonna be real fun. Um I, I think it's gonna be the most watched game um of all season. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. They got a real good offense, you know, um both one and two and um offenses. Um mm-hmm. Eagles number two, we obviously number one. And then that defense, man, like their defense is real good and our defense is real good. Like our our defense is now, you know, finding their identity. And mm-hmm. just talking about their defense, their defense, you know, has a real good uh D line and they got two stud corners and just their whole secondary real good. That that whole defense has a list of pro bowlers and all pros. So it's going to be a good game, man. And I think that um, as a ball player, like, this is what you want. Like, these are the games that you want because this is where you make your name in the league. You feel me? Like, this is where guys get paid. This is where guys get, you know, their 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 stardom cards on, on primetime. So going up against the best, man, I, I love it. Going against another South Georgia boy and Darius Slay. I mm-hmm. actually got him on the podcast. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. I, I know me and him finna be talking trash. It's gonna be fun, trash, but it's it's gonna be competitive. It's gonna be gritty. It's gonna be all heart on on Sunday night football. So I'm excited for it, baby. Fire for sure, me up, for sure, for sure. 
right. Hey, week seven projections. You did it last week. What I said last your, week. What your stats look like. I think I want I want to say you said two touchdowns and one fifty, I think. Oh I think, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to check the tape. We're gonna have to check, but I know it was over one fifty and uh definitely had one touchdown. I'm uh, we definitely gonna check the tape on that. Now, um somebody messaged me and they said Gilly them got the Eagles over y'all. Mm. We should have got Gilly on here so, so I can talk trash to him. But my projection of this week, I want to say 10 catches for 179. I, mm. And I'll be 12 yards short of 1,000. Ooh. Y'all heard it. They go to projections. I'm with it. I love it. Let's get it.